Welcome to the College Simplified Podcast. I'm Darren Williams, an assistant college professor who helps new students transition to the academic expectations and demands of higher education. Let's face it, many students earn the grades but may not truly know how to be a good student in college. Through our conversations, my guests and I will share different aspects of what it takes to be successful and how to navigate the different obstacles in pursuing a college degree. Sometimes just hearing about similar stories can be inspiring and motivational as you create and develop your own path to success. So we're talking a lot about ADD and um, how you are adjusting and how do you have learned to um, not that not let that be uh, a barrier to your success, your education, but it was something that you managed to um, in your pursuit of your education. Do you feel in some ways it's made you a better student? I would say so, yeah. Um, and that's a mindset that actually my mother taught me is if be, being ADD is like being a thoroughbred in a field of Clydesdales. Okay. Where if the Clydesdale is a, is a workhorse that will get things done, fields, plow, fields plowed, it's a thoroughbred that's going to get you from place to place quickly. They are two, they are both very good at their jobs, but if you try to put a thoroughbred in a plow harness, it's not going to perform the way a thoroughbred would, or excuse me, like a Clydesdale would. Um, I have found that working asynchronous or even with um, just virtual has been a lot more effective for me because I don't have to put myself in a white saturated room with other people who are distracting or, um, outside influences where I'm suddenly nervous about like, well, how do I look? How am I being perceived? Um, I can stay at home in my comfort zone and I can plow through assignments um, at my pace. And I can, when I get bored of one, I can switch over to the other. And then in that way, I have found I get a lot of things done because I'm able to, okay, I can't focus on this assignment anymore. Let's switch over to that math assignment. Awesome. I would I blew through these um these questions. Now we can switch back to that English essay. And in that way, all that also helps me with my staged, staged deadlines. So that way, for me, it's always a matter of inertia. If I am able to generate the the energy and the interest to get a project started. I can typically follow it through because it's something I've already gotten over the drastic just wall of, oh no, I have something I need to start. And as soon as I'm able to start it, I'm able to follow it through better. Mm -hmm. um, so in that sense, being ADD has helped me tackle a lot of different projects because I can jump from one to the next. That's very interesting. So like you said, um, I love the the analogy too with the Clydesdales and the thoroughbreds. I'm one that uses a lot of analogies. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. So do you, you feel like you thrive better in a virtual format it's with through asynchronous or synchronous learning? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And you mentioned some of the distractions that you may have with the face-to-face, which really makes sense. Like, how do I look? Or how does this person perceive me? And the anxiety that might come with it. With asynchronous and synchronous learning, are you one to have your monitor on? Do you participate? Do you feel better in that environment to engage? Or do you like just the fact that, all right, I don't have to be on my monitor. I don't have to turn it on, which some instructors, I don't know what the what it is from college to college or instructor to instructor. I know there's all kinds of different variances for that in terms of, you know, earning full points or being marked that. I don't know. So anyway, do you, are you one that would have your monitor on and engage with that? I was, but I also, I also had a little bit of a different experience with that. Okay. So my husband um, was a teacher himself when I first started college. And I also came into college in the year of 2020. So that was also a phase of life for most people where we were kind of deprived of human interaction. Uh And if it was as simple as just me having my monitor on that was going to help a teacher who was struggling to adapt to an online format, then I was more than okay with that. Number one, number two, that also helped me connect with my other classmates or my professor because now they weren't talking to just a blank box. They were talking to a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and myself as a person, I'm someone who tends to value those connections more. Um, but I know that I, I don't think, I know I'm not alone in that, but I also don't think that that's something that's broadly shared. It's not something that I ever found myself in anxiety about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but yeah, I enjoy being able to have my monitor on. That's great. That's great. It does help <laughs> being an instructor. It does. It certainly helps. So you mentioned the point, and I thought it was really powerful and enlightening what you said that you, with the ADD, you don't necessarily think linear sometimes. So you might, it might be easier for you to jump from topic to topic based on how you're feeling, or if you're just kind of over it or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And you said inertia and you said that, you know, the more you get going, the more you kind of do what you do and how you studying, whether it's topic to topic or however long on each subject, the more you get accomplished. Is there ever a time that you struggle developing that inertia or is it just really, I just got to get started and then I'm good to go. That, that is a mindset that took me a while to develop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As far as inertia goes, yes, it's, if it's not something I have a particular interest in or a focus on, for instance, I want to get into architecture, but I have to complete different general education requirements that might not be my interest or in my, in my interest. Mm -hmm. Um, So creating the energy to want to get those things done can be very difficult especially if it's something that I have no interest in. <laughs> yeah, sure. And it's, but once I can, once I can get that, once I can get through that first wall of, it's just something that I need to get done and it's not something that I'm dreading to do anymore. It's, I find that I like the puzzle of completing things. I'm also someone who does not like to leave things unfinished. Mm-hmm. So now that we've gotten over the hump of 
I don't want to do it. And now I'm doing it. It's just figuring out how to, <laughs> how to flap your wings from there. You've jumped off the branch. You just yeah. got to complete the flight. Yeah. 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 So sometimes it's just getting out of your own way, right? Instead of- That is 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Instead of finding the reasons why you don't like it and all that, it's like, just get started already. I think that could apply to any, any student. Yeah. And anybody really like sometimes it's just, just do it already. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And as far as thinking nonlinear, what I find from what I understand um, or from what I've seen is that people will tend to, there's something that needs to be done. They will start it continue and then they will finish mm-hmm. um they might have to take a break in between um but that seems to be the general progression of getting things done as far as non-linear thinking there is no if you're ever used to and you've probably observed this a little bit just even in this interview um it's difficult it's difficult for me to start and end a thought for instance when asked a question or when beginning a story, um, it can begin with a simple question and then that we will start and then think of, oh, well, we need a bit of, we need context here or we need backstory or let me explain this first. And then next thing you know, in the progression of telling one story, now we've told three and need to find a way to come back around and what was the original question again? And or for assignments that can look like, I've started this essay and I've, I thought I understood what it was that I was supposed to be writing about, but now suddenly I'm writing about something entirely different. A lot of non-linear thinking is, rec- is creating a cattle shoot for your brain. Mm. So if, And this is something that I'm sure other people can explain very well who have an education in this. But in my own experience, I have found if following the example of writing an essay, if I can create a outline for myself, this is what I want to talk about in this paragraph. This is where I need to end at this paragraph. This is where I want the overall, the overarching essay to end or if I'm in a conversation and somebody asks me a question is, how do I loop this back around to what the question was? Or how do I how do I tie this back around to being relevant? Or what was the original, what was the original thought that sparked this, this train of thought? Mm-hmm. Um, and in that way, especially people who are younger or unused to the uh, unused to I don't know that you can develop ADD over time, um, but if that is a thing, it's the idea of creating a direction for your brain. So that way, when there is an end goal you need to reach, there are there's a direction for you to be able to direct that thought. Mm-hmm. That's great. I mean, so it sounds like a map. You know, the outline is the map to get you there, right? You, the outline is guiding you to through the process to the desired outcome is that correct? exactly okay yeah and i apologize because i know that was probably a bit abstract um 
No, that's fantastic because I, I do, I, I see students that struggle and I think what you just said is really good. You know, it's a great starting point. So if you're having a really hard time getting started, you know, let's just get it down on paper. Let's start building an outline or, or a roadmap on how you would, uh, you know, complete this assignment. So if you're given a paper to write in English, you know, composition or whatever it may be, or a history class, whatever it is, you know, um, they might be already, the instructor might already be requesting, you know, a sort of outline or a rough draft, whatever it may be, but just getting it down on paper so that you can see it and guide you along the way. I think that would be tremendous for folks to really do if they're not doing that already. Um, especially yeah. if you have that ADD, as you mentioned, to help kind of guide you. So continuing on with that thought, do you feel, without getting too particular, do you feel like institutions are, and I know you haven't been to too, too many, but do you feel like there's support in higher ed for it? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. people have been aware at least of ADD for a very long time. Sure. Um, the idea that some brains just don't operate or think the other, like others might. Mm -hmm. um, in, in high school, that might've looked like a guidance counselor or a coach mm -hmm. or um, other people walking through what their experiences were like and being able to take that in and apply it to yourself in uh, higher education, for instance, like college, there are, at least at mine, there are a wealth of um, different either professors or um, outlets that will be able to help. For instance, like my college has a wellness center where I can speak with somebody and they can get me in contact with either a therapist or a coach or um, give me different packets and resources that I that can help me along with where where I'm struggling with um, and that's something that's not even restricted to um, to college because I want the I want to be able to touch on any of the things discussed in here are also very very applicable to day-to-day -day life and if you can if you can take these and not just apply them to school, but apply them to day to day, you will find your, I found myself becoming a much happier adult um, simply because I was able to manage my time better and um, manage, manage my thoughts better. Um, so it's the idea that there are always, there are almost always going to be resources either independently or through the through different institutions. And the professors that I've worked with, the college that I go to, frankly, have been very understanding. And yeah, those resources have been there. That's fantastic. You know, a lot of institutions, well, it's one of the things I always kind of preach about that, you know, utilize the resources on campus. You might have to seek them. You might have to dig a little deeper to find them, but utilize the resources. They're there to support you. Um, so it's important that you you access them and that you use them. And um, and I think it's really profound that you said, too, that you felt like you've, you've gotten that level of support. Absolutely. And they've, yeah. and they've helped you along the way. You mentioned that you took a year or two off, right? Mm -hmm. And then you try to figure out, was college really ready? Was something, uh, were you college ready? And 
Was it something that you were willing to pursue knowing that high school was not one of your favorite places or favorite times of your life? And maybe some of the academic struggles and personal struggles you may have had at that time, but then also knowing that you had a, you have ADD and concern about the impact that might have in higher education. What would be some advice that you would give to somebody that will be in that same sort of position as you getting ready to leave high school? And you kind of touched on it before and says, you know, I just don't think I can really be cut out for higher education because I struggle so much with my ADD. I know I want to pursue a certain major, but I don't know if I can hack it. I just don't know if I can really do it. What would be, you, you mentioned a lot of techniques, what would be your advice to them as they would make that important decision? Have a clear goal. That was something, that is something that I have needed. I left, I graduated high school and I never wanted to do it again. Um, like you mentioned, education was frustrating to me um, because I hadn't, I hadn't taken the time or discipline to be able to teach myself how to do some of these things or how to how to adapt I didn't have a reason to my goal or I was told I needed to graduate high school because if I didn't um, I wouldn't be able to have as good job opportunities I wouldn't be able to uh, and frankly there's a lot of just societal shame there like oh you didn't even finish high school and that was really my only my only reason for graduating so I didn't enjoy it the only reason for me to return to school was because I had a clear end goal in mind. I was able to take that year that those that yeah that year to be able to sit down with myself and figure out what do I actually want out of life? What am I what do I want to accomplish? What do I spend the want to spend the rest of my life doing? What is important to me? And that's that is again a whole yarn ball that you're going to have to decipher by yourself. Um but as soon as I got that clear heading of I want to be in architecture and, excuse me, I want to go into architecture and here are all of my reasons why. And it was, as soon as it became something I was passionate about, nothing was ever going to stand in my way. Because mm. that's the other part about being a thoroughbred. Once I see that end line, once I see that, that checkered flag, that, that ribbon to break through, that's my goal. And now I'm going to write, I'm going to run my race as hard as I can to make sure that I get through that finish line. Um, and that's as far as one of the one of the superpowers of having ADD or ADHD, I would say that's certainly one of them. Um, but that was something I needed to find that checkered flag for myself. So I left high school, had no clear direction. I spent the time with myself figuring out what I wanted out of life. And then when I figured out what would make me happy, um, what was what was what it was that I wanted and how to pursue it and get a, got a clear idea of how what is going to be required of me to run this. It's that same idea of being able to create a cattle shoot or a direction for your thought process. It's I need to be able to stage these deadlines for. I need to go to, I have a certain amount of finances available. So I'm going to start my general education requirements at a low, at a community college. And then from there, I'm going to go and do my higher level classes at 
um, at a high level school. Uh, and then from there, I'm going to be able to get the experience that I need in the work field so that I can eventually get to where I want to be. So it's it's those same ideas, just on a grander scale. It's those stage deadlines. It's how do I want to be able to go through this educational course? I have a clear goal for I want to I want to graduate with a certain GPA, so I need to put in a certain level of effort to these classes, and I have a clear reason for showing up and applying myself. And the high schoolers that I find that really struggle with having ADD and, or even in college, and trying to apply themselves in college, there is no passion, there is no reason for them to be there beyond someone told them so because their parents want them to, or because they are legally required to, like in high school, find as far as living with ADD, find what it is that you're passionate about, figure out how you can spend your life doing that. And once you have that, nothing can stand in your way. Thoroughbred running for the finish line like they have the mission and they're going to run through the finish line and i love how you kind of summarized it and said how add has that kind of superpower to it so i like that it's a, it's a nice way of um, empowerment did you ever have um any pictures of architecture up that kind of remind you okay this is it not to remind you but to encourage to inspire you motivate you to say all right i'm going to make this happen I uh, I designed my future home and for a, for a long while had the blueprints for that in a notebook that I would continue to reference. That is all. And you have, I got to see that sometime. You're going to have to share. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I, uh, I wish <laughs> my life is in boxes right now because I'm moving. <laughs> Otherwise, yes. You mentioned that it's your superpower and you said it you're like a thoroughbred racing to the finish line. And then you've learned that um, the ADD has become somewhat of a superpower to you. Could you just explain a little bit more what you mean by that and how do you look at it? What made you look at it in that manner? Yeah, absolutely. I think I actually have a lot of that to thank my mom for. Uh, Anybody else who's grown up with ADD, I think, can touch with the fact that they went through a bit of a learning curve with their parents, where their parents figured out, like, hey, things don't work with other kids, don't normally work with, don't seem to work with you. <laughs> and so she had to do a little bit of research on her end. It's like, all right, how do I, how do I connect with my kid? How do I, how do we navigate this? And she started finding these resources as far as um, how to how to navigate that. Um, and what I what I what we have come to learn is having having ADD or ADHD really is it's just a matter of your hardwiring. Um people with ADD, or at least I'll speak with myself, I'm I'm like I'm hardwired differently. What works for other people doesn't work with me. Um I have noticed that with ADD, I am really good and I'm really able to excel in certain parts where I've noticed my friends have trouble with. Um, for instance, 
um, my hyperfocus, and this is something you'll see a lot in reference to having ADD or ADHD, um, means that I'm really able to zoom in on a topic and dig into the meat of it and take it all the way down to the bottom bedrock. And it's something that I find enjoyment in, is, mm -hmm. is meeting through all of the details, especially when I am able to focus on, on it to that level. Mm -hmm. um, doing college or pursuing higher education can be intimidating um, specifically because it is so, and especially for a lot of people that did come out of the public school system, for instance, like I did, a lot of these institutions are geared towards an, a more neurotypical mindset what what works what works for most kids what we like how do we how do we reach most kids however and this is something that a lot of colleges and a lot of different institutions have gotten a lot better at um is what what's what works with ADD and a few of the things that I have noticed for myself is I am really good at one hyper focus resilience creativity conversational skills spontaneity or just having having a lot of energy and being and having fun. The hyper having hyper focus and resilience is something that walk in is kind of hand in hand for me. So what do you say when um because sometimes when um people think about ADD, they think about all right, well, they're just maybe unmotivated or they're lazy or they have difficulty thinking about uh, getting things done or a poor schedule. And you said hyper-focused. So maybe that's not uh, something commonly associated with ADD. How did you manage that in terms of making it your superpower, as you mentioned, that you took that distractedness and those things that you realized what are the, some of those things you talked about your upbringing that um, was a little bit different that your mom kind of helped with that research. How did you turn that into something that was a strength for you moving forward, especially in education and as you went to college? Sorry, it took me a little while to process that. <laughs> That's all right. It was a long question. No, but it was a great one. <laughs> one of the things you just said was laziness and trouble getting things done. A mm -hmm. lot of that sounds like executive dysfunction, mm -hmm. which is something that a lot of people, myself included, have a very, very hard time with, where it's, uh, the science of that is really difficult to explain. What that has looked like for me is just being overwhelmed to the point of, I see all of these things I need to get done. I need to, I have three projects I need to, for instance, today, um, I need to clean the house. I need to water the plants. I need to have, I have two projects I need to get done. I need to go through all of my coursework. And this executive dysfunction comes in and makes, makes that paralyzing. It's like, I am sitting here and I know that I have so much stuff I need to, I need to do and get done. I don't know where to start. So I'm just not going to, mm -hmm. and you get stuck in that, and you get stuck in that paralysis. What has helped me, what helps me get to the point of being able to use that hyper-focus is one of the other things we touched on is creativity, those lo that level of creative solutions. Mm -hmm. 
anytime, anytime you want to pursue a higher level of education, deeper relationships or a higher career, it's, it's intentionality. Earlier on in, co in college, I was having trouble because I was getting overwhelmed with the assignments that I had. So now, for instance, the post-it notes really helped with that because mm -hmm. I can see them all clearly displayed. It becomes less confusing. And I'm able to I'm able to pick it apart. And then again, you do have that moment of, ha ha, you're done. You're out of my face. Right. I can crumple you up and throw <laughs> you in the trash. You're out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and the best advice I could ever give to someone who has ADD or ADHD, and I'm sorry, I use them interchangeably. The definitions seem to be changing a little bit. I grew up with a I grew up with understanding that what I what I understand is, is how my brain works is ADD, but it's being changed to ADHD. Mm -hmm. Um I totally just you were saying that what what works best for what your uh, advice for a student, your best advice is to get really comfortable in your own brain. How do you it, do that? For me, that has looked like self reflection. Is sitting down with myself and getting over the idea of, but this should work. It works for everyone else. Why doesn't it work for me? And stop shaming myself for not being everyone else mm. and start settling into what, what it, what am I, what it, like, how do we, how do we operate? And once you start accepting who you are and where you are, you can start using that to your advantage instead of trying to force yourself to be a Clydesdale when you're a thoroughbred. Yeah, you touched on that. And that makes sense because I think sometimes we look at learning that it just happens in one basic format or fashion for uh, students. But students, just like there's learning styles and multiple intelligences, you know, there's all these different variances and variables that equate to that learning and people learn differently. And people bring different things to the table in terms of the way they process information and so forth. So I like how you said that self-reflection actually is one of the things that I certainly um, teach is uh, when, it, when I talk about the principles for college success, one of them actually is self-reflection. And that's knowing your own metacognition, knowing your own learning, knowing where your gaps are, where your difficulties are, what your tendencies are. I mean, know thyself, right? You want to yep. know thyself. And if you can do that within your learning, then you can, as you did, create your own superpower and that's you can exactly maximize it. what it is. <laughs> and this is, this is beyond ADD or ADHD. This is with anybody who, this is for neurotypicals. This is with anybody who has any kind of a neurodivergence. Get comfortable with who you are, get intentional about what you want to get done and then figure out through self-reflection how you can best get those things done. That's awesome. That's exactly it. So, well, thank you again, Raven, for um, sharing your experience. 
Absolutely, Daryl, and I, I hope this is able to help people, and um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing where um, where this goes. Yeah, yeah, I know it's going to help a lot of folks. I know um, this is going to empower folks, and you really shared some really insightful things, so thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Outward in Learning is an educational platform of specialized courses and academic coaching geared to help students better prepare for the often stressful and overwhelming transition to college. Develop the necessary skills and mindset needed to be successful in college and take full advantage of your academic experience.